Hi, I'm with Coach Dave. Uh, he is a wonderful guest today, and I accidentally uh, listened to him the other day, and I became an instant fan. And he talks a lot about uh, men in the church, and the last broadcast that he did was about uh, feminization of the church, and he you know, outlined so many uh, great statistic that I heard for the first time. And I've been noticing this for a while now, but he put it so articulate in his words that I, I you know, he's, he's amazing at it. So I wanted to bring him on to go over all of that again. Um, hi coach. Hey, how you doing? Sina? Good. Thank you for doing the podcast. And yeah, uh, let me give you a little background here. So people yeah. kind of understand where I'm coming from. I was a high school football coach here in Ohio for, uh, golly, for a long time about 30-some 30, 30 years, pretty successful, not bragging, just telling the truth. And in 1997, I got sued by the American Civil Liberties Union for having prayer with our football teams. That's a long time ago, 97. Yeah. Do math, that's 25 years ago. And I went through a two-year battle with the ACLU for my God-given right to be able to pray. And at the conclusion of that battle, I didn't lose my job. I laid down my job. I uh, We went undefeated my last year of coaching uh, 2000, 1999, 2000 football season. And I started past the salt ministries, Matthew chapter five, verse 13 says that you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses his savor, it's henceforth good for nothing, except to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. And so I launched past the salt with the idea of trying to get out to awaken the church in particular, to understand the times in which we live and what it was we needed to do and that to, we had to stand up and rise up and fight back. See, in Ohio, I don't know where it's like where you are, uh, football's king, man. And to think that they can, that the American Civil Liberties Union, that God-hating Luciferian group, can come into our small Midwestern town and tell us we can't pray on our football team was a, it's a pretty remarkable thing. But they, they've been very brazen. They, uh, uh, they intimidate. They, they bully everybody. And uh, so I decided uh, I quit my job. We started past Assault Ministries. My wife and I have been doing it ever since then. I do a daily broadcast five days a week called uh, Coach Dave Live. I'm Coach Dave and I'm live. And uh, we're really pretty active, not only in just doing podcasts, but we actually we actually show up and go do stuff. We've been to Obama's house. We've been to Hillary Clinton's house. We've been to, we were at the January 6th event. We've been to, we've been to, we've been a lot of places. And we've, well, that's I, amazing. I, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's an amazing story. I mean, I read uh, some of that as well on your um, uh, About You uh, page, and it talks about, you know, what happened to you in the past. And I live in St. Paul, so much of this, you know, like I, I've seen the cultural changes here too very fast, just within the last 20 years. I grew up here, and then I left to go live uh, many other uh, cities in the country and then came back in the last seven to eight years and everything, you know, what I grew up with is completely opposite of what it used to be. So uh, that's why, you know, like even the 2020 COVID mess, you know, that kind of prompted me to start talking about God as well. Um, but when I saw your podcast, you know, and it kind of hit home with me, uh, like, okay, this is completely changing everything, not just, other cultural changes, but it's the church is also changing too. And, you know, so I, I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you about that. In your bio, it says that, you know, your pastor assault ministry, uh, that you're doing um, active works to like, uh, to bring the body of uh, Christians together as one of your mission statement. 
uh, to talk. So can you tell me a little bit about that? What do you mean by that? Well, that was, uh, that's a tougher job than I realized what it was. And I wrote that bio kind of chuckle that, that, uh, uh, you're working off that bio, uh, Back when I started in, in uh, 2001, really 2002, 2003, we got our ministry up and running. I, I was uh, when I got sued by the ACLU, SEMA, uh, no pastors came and stood with me. It was one of the most unbelievable uh, wake-up calls of my life. That uh, you know, you would have thought in our small Midwestern town that they would have all been unified and come and support. Yeah. And say, We're not going to take prayer off the off of the football field, but that didn't want to happen at all. In fact, uh, a lot of them thought I was a villain because I didn't uh, obey the government, right? Uh, Romans 13, we know how that gets thrown around. Yeah. But I was, trying, I was trying to tell everybody, the British are coming. This is just the beginning of, a, of an anti-Christian way that's breaking over America. And here we sit tw about 25 years later, and uh, I was right, Selma. I see him. Yeah. I was right. I was no, right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> But it really, you probably it really, it really, were like the canary in the coal mine that first started yeah. this new stuff in your hometown. I mean, I, I could, you know, when I was younger and, you know, I came to Christian faith later in as an adult, around 33 or so. But as a younger kid, I, I grew up in Minnesota and, you know, I could could not go home without getting someone trying to pass the Bible to me you know, like at least once a day or so. And then now, I mean, it would be like a scarcity to ever even talk to anyone who wants to talk about the Bible. So there has been a big cultural shift. And what I started noticing, like I try to go to different churches and stuff and the stuff that they teach is nothing to do with the Bible. It's just, uh, you know, feel good type of stuff that makes people like, you know, and now they want everything and every one to be just accepting as if I think it's more like a church club than it is actual gospel. Amen. Well, it tells us in the book of Jude um, that evil men have crept in unawares and they've changed the truth of God into a lie. Yeah. That's what's happened to us. And we live in a society and a culture right now where uh, God's uh, Jesus Christ and his dad is, are both just kind of hippies. And they just kind of love everybody where they are and, nobody's judgmental and who are you to judge and let's be tolerant and diverse and you go around to see churches uh they have welcoming community on their signs all this kind of stuff and that sounds really really good to see except uh i don't find that in the gospel i, I yeah. just don't find that anywhere right that yeah. jesus uh, jesus gave us actually they call it the great commission and the commission is a uh, it's a soldier's orders a great commission. You get to be a commissioned officer. And what was that commission that they gave us? To go into all the world. And then we had the great commandment. Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And uh, when I, again, when I got sued by the ACLU in 1997, I was a relatively new Christian myself, but came to understand this very, very rapidly, that the average pastor standing in the pulpit, he wasn't up for a fight. And wow. the old football coach, the football coach at, uh, uh, former football coach at Ohio State University, John Cooper, said something. Again, I was a football coach, right? But he said something that really resonated with me. I never forgot it. And I shared it a lot. John Cooper talking about football players said, if they don't bite his puppies, they don't bite his dogs. Meaning, if you don't have that fighting attitude as a young kid, you're not going to have it when you get old. It has to be developed, right? Yeah. And, and the problem we have in America today is we have dogs that won't bark. In fact, it talks about it in Isaiah 56, yeah. 10. It says, yeah. Israel's watchmen are blind. They're all dumb dogs afraid to bark. And so we're in a situation in America today where those 
generals who should be leading the fight for truth, justice, and the American way, as Superman said, are nowhere to be found. They're not engaged at all anywhere in the war. In the, this war, they're teaching our children that they can change genders. They're teaching our children they can be homosexuals. They're teaching young girls that they can murder their babies. And all of this has happened because the Bible teaches us in Matthew chapter five, verse thirteen, that the salt has lost his savor. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus said. Yeah. But if the salt loses his savor, it's henceforth good for nothing. And so I. Uh, I it that is increasing I rapidly. So how, you know, you mentioned a lot about bringing men back to the church and being yeah. leaders again. How do they go about doing that? Well, for, uh, be perfectly honest, which is why you're having me on, I would assume. Uh, for the most part, real men aren't coming back to the church. Uh, real, men are, real men aren't coming back to the church because they're, the church is being run by women and men who act like women. And I don't care how many pastors are out there and how mad they get. I'm telling you the truth. Real men, which I consider myself to be one, and I have a, by the way, because I do a daily podcast, I have a bevy of men. I have hundreds and hundreds of men who are real, real men who are, haven't bought into this lie that when you become a Christian, you have to give up your manhood. You have to, get, you have to quit taking testosterone pills when you yeah. become a Christian. And that's not what the Bible teaches. And uh, uh, as I said, it was, a, it was a military commission. We're at war. We talk about being at war, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And we go through all that rigmarole. But then at the same time, our churches are being run by women and men who act like women. So the real men, they aren't coming back. Well, they love the Lord. They love the Lord with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul. But they ain't coming back to that sissified church. Well, then how are they going to meet real uh, godly women and make godly homes and godly children then if they're never coming back to them. I mean, God, if there are real, you know, Christian men that have uh, faith in God and, and, and love the Lord, then shouldn't the Lord be pushing them into a certain direction to start leading somewhere? Yeah, but why would they want to go to the church where the guy in the pulpit is a she-man? The guy in the pulpit is um, a sissy. Because listen, listen, he didn't bite as a puppy. Yeah. You understand? The pastor didn't bite as a puppy, and he ain't going to bite as a dog. He's right. not a fighter by nature. Because he's not a fighter by nature, he draws women and men who think like women. And we're in a time and we're in a place where it's going to take strong, God-fearing, unashamed Christian men if there's any hope of restoring any sense of decency in this nation. And uh, that, that offends some people. They don't like it because they've got a different, they got a vision of Jesus as a Santa Claus, right? Or some hippie that just loves everybody and everything. And so yeah. uh, that's the battle that we're in, Seema. That's where we are. I know, but I mean, that's essentially saying that the, all the churches are worthless these days, right? I didn't, well, I didn't say that. I said the leadership for the most part is. Right, but if the men aren't going to go take control of that and aren't going to be, uh, you know, even emerging churches, if they're not going to be men leading it and just allowing this feminization to continue, then it's done, right? Well, let me, let me ask for your, for your viewers a really, really simple question. <clears throat> How many men do you have in your community that are out protesting or standing up and fighting yeah. back, back against a drag queen story hours 
at your local library. Yes. Are there any Christian men? Are there any pastors? Are there any men with any testosterone at all that go to these libraries and said, you have got to stop, cease and desist now? And the answer to that question, Seema, is there aren't any. No, why? That there aren't any. Because why? We're being taught to act like women. Now, hang on. I love women. <laughs> I'm there. I married one. I have three, uh, two daughters. We have seven granddaughters. I love women. But it's not the job of a woman to be on the front lines fighting against the forces of darkness. That's the job of a man. And again, I circle back around. You say, how are we going to get these men to come back to church? They're not coming back to church. You know what they're doing, Seema? They're watching podcasts like mine. They're so hungry. They're so hungry to stand up and do something. They're so tired of watching their values being walked, uh, as, the, as the Bible said, cast out and trodden underfoot. But they don't know anywhere to turn because they go to church. They look at their pastor. He isn't doing anything other than maybe having a men's breakfast on Saturday morning once a month. But other than that, you're not training, equipping, and mobilizing the saints for the work of the ministry. They're not coming Back now, hear me. A lot of men still love Jesus. Oh my goodness, maybe maybe more than we ever ever before. My wife tells me this. Been married forty two years. My wife told me this. She said, "Honey, there's going to be a what, what we're seeing right now." She says, "Is we're seeing a separation not of the sheep and the goats, but of the sheep and the sheep. The goats have already been exposed. We've already yeah. seen them. We've seen them exposed during the last two years when pastors, womanly pastors." Closed down their churches. They closed down their churches, right? Yeah, they, and that's that. They, I was amazed at that. It, it infuriated me so much because and, they, they let the government tell them that they were non-essential. So as yeah. soon as a pastor agrees with the government that the church is non-essential, why would it's any over. man ever? Why would any man ever darken the doors again if the no. pastor himself said it's non-essential? And women too. I mean, I tried to, you know, go, I, I moved into this area around that time and I was trying to find churches in the local area and no, all of them were closed and the few, all of them were wanting to do online, you know, chatter, which I hate, you know, like you can't serve the community. You can't serve anybody if it's just chatting online and listening to them, you know, and a lot of them, I'm the one that I noticed, and that's why what you said in your other podcast resonated with me is because uh, even online, he was wearing a jacket. It was all floral and feminine, you know, and all the clothing was feminine. I'm like, what is this? I couldn't understand. Like, so it was a lot of isolation from other believers, yeah. you know, and I think that's still going on right now. I don't know where to connect with. Well, well so here's, uh, if you uh, would allow me to do a, Shameless promotion here at CoachDaveLive.com. Coach, I'm Coach Dave. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I'm live.com. I do a podcast every morning for an hour, and it's all about Christian manhood. That's really what it's about. Now, listen, we have a lot of women followers, a lot of women. You know what women are looking for, Seema? What? They're, look, they're looking for men. I know. I am <laughs> one of them. <laughs> they're looking for men. Right, I know. So we've been well, that's so been a really battle with for me, and that you know, I ended up being alone because of that. Because that's right. I've been alone and single for like over twenty years now, and I tried today; it wasn't going to work, so I stopped that. But even with you know trying to meet Christian men, it that task became impossible, and I yeah. you know. 
finding it in a church, it wasn't going to happen there either. Seema, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. I do that for a living. That's what I tell people. Let let me ask you a question, Seema. If you were to go to the average Christian, every average person in church, whatever church it would be, and you could sit them alone and do a 60 minutes interview with them, and you would ask them this one question and have them expound on it, uh, it would say, it would be this. Explain to me what a Christian man does. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think they no. know. <laughs> we don't know, do we? We, no. we don't know. What does a Christian man do? Let me ask you a question, Seema. What does a football player do? Plays football. What Knocks people around, right? Gets knocked <laughs> yeah. down, gets back up. Fights for territory, wins territory, loses territory, scores points. At the end of the game, there's a winner and a loser. Okay, so what would that look like in Christianity? Well, they would have to fight all the spiritual battle and protect their family, protect their home, protect their country, you know, protect everything. Are they doing that? Are they doing that? No. So I guess I'll be alone forever then. They're not even protecting their children. They send their kids kids into these. Uh, I'll put them on that yellow school bus from hell and send them into schools where they teach them that life has no meaning, that you can be whatever sex you want to. God didn't, doesn't have anything to do with any of it. That uh, you can kill an unborn baby, that babies aren't alive. What is wrong with us, right? So a real Christian man, I think, Jesus told us in the book of Jude, Jude told us to earnestly contend for the faith. What would that look like? What what does a contender look like? Is it some sissified man who comes and sits into a church and listens to some guy stand in the pulpit and talk womanly things about uh, love and all this other kind of stuff? Or is he a guy who actively trains men and women to earnestly contend for the faith? We don't even know what that means. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and power. Yeah, I didn't have any idea what you're talking about. There's no... Idea what you're talking about, and oh, as a result, he puts it. He puts his kid in public schools, and then all of a sudden they grow up, and they've been in youth group their whole life. Yada yada yada, and then they go off to college, and after the first semester of college, the parents don't even recognize the kid anymore. So what what happened to Tom? Tom used to be such a good young man. Tom used to, golly, used to be leader of his youth group, and all of a sudden he comes back from college, and he's <laughs> he's he's something different, right? Well, I hate to say it, but it's the femininity and women taking control of all things in every yep. field. Yep. And even as a woman, I mean, it's not like they're less intelligent or anything like that, but there are God-ordained hierarchy in the there home. Is. And women are, were supposed to submit their husband, but they no longer do that. The husbands are submitting to the women. I've seen that time and time and time again. And it's the same yep. old story with Adam and yep. Eve. You know, it was Eve it is. with Adam. To fall into sin. So I can't imagine it would be any different, but I think for the time being, you know, whoever loved God and followed his principles were leading the home and were allowing to make decisions. So it's not going to be a man saying, go kill your baby. I mean, at some point, things were happening where women saying, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to get rid of it. It's my choice. And because I'm going to work. Let me ask you right there, real quickly. Do you believe really in your heart? Do you really believe that there's any woman, or let's, you never go with any's and all's, that's bad. How many women in America do you think would actually abort their baby if their husband 
encourage them to keep the baby and let's raise a family. Zero. The present would be zero, right? Yeah. So the problem isn't women, it's men. Right. Right? A man should say, you're not going to kill my baby. What are you talking about? And a woman wouldn't want to, right? So a man goes out and has sex with a woman, gets her pregnant, and then what's he say? Well, honey, uh, your choice. Yeah. That's what they said. Your choice, sweetheart. <laughs> right? That's that's how we got in the mess. Well, yeah, but then also now women are raising their children alone, which is a big because factor. Because men are men. Right. But I mean, if even their boys, if women are raising their boys alone and they're giving their ideas and their, you know, powers over what how they're going to be raised. Then okay, hang on. Hang on, Seaman. I interrupted. I told you that. Let me ask you this question. You, have, you don't have any children. Let's say you had a, let's say you had a a five-year-old child, five-year-old little boy. I got, I got a six-year-old grandson. Homeschooled, by the way. I'll never put him. In, I'll never put him in that public school system. That uh, that Roman Luciferian. I'll never put him in it. I sp yeah. I taught in it. I taught in it for a long time, right? But uh, ask yourself this, Sina, or viewers: How long would it be, probably, if you put your son or your grandson into public schools? How long will it be before he ever goes? And spends an entire day with a man. Oh, hardly ever. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't have so, a father in home, there's no chance. So know? we have we don't have any fathers in the home. Yeah, and we send him to school, and it's all women teachers, right? Now yeah. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I mean, no woman, women, very few women who can teach a boy how to be a man. That's a man's well, job. <laughs> no, I agree with that. That's what I'm seeing. You know, yeah, I, I know you've been do. around single mothers and even with daughters, and you know, they're very different in what they teach, and they have total control because they have to not only provide for their single home, then you know, raise their kids and do all the other life whatever brings to them, and they're like their mentality is totally changed. They're no longer able to submit to anyone. Yeah. And the kids that they raise, you know, have weird ideas. Whatever's going, they're okay with it because they don't want to cause that trouble in their home if they go. Well, they, again. Learned to, they learned in the church, though. Yeah. The church doesn't want to cause any trouble, do they? No, and they're not. That's no. what well, me, has told us that, you know. Let me, let me give you this great example. Because just, yeah. just before I came on here, my uh, six-year-old grandson is playing in bitty football. And they had, a, they had a game today. So I went to his game. He's just a little guy, just a little nipper. And uh, I sit down and I watched the game with my wife. And I watched my six-year-old son get knocked on his butt. Grandson, I'm sorry. He gets knocked on his butt. When he gets knocked on his butt, you know what I'm saying? Good. Get up. Good. Get up. You know what yeah. my wife's saying? What's my wife saying? Oh, I wonder <laughs> if he's okay. I wonder if he's okay, right? <laughs> so so we send school kids into schools and who makes the rules in schools is it manly men oh no 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 uh, it, no it ain't men it's women that are making rules and it is so bad that now we're telling our children that there's no difference between a man and a woman in fact timmy you can choose whichever one you want to be yeah in my building there's a high school or some sort of school so I see teenagers all the time. Oh, my God. They look horrible. I mean, the women don't even look like women anymore. 
they're like dressed to look like little monsters, but they're not, there's no femininity in them. No, no, there isn't the boys. There isn't the boys. And I'm going to tell you something else. I said this to my wife the other day. The truth is folks, just, just go to a mall. No, nobody goes to the mall anywhere. Go to school. Well, we're at school's probably closed. Go to church. Well, I don't know if it goes to church. Anyway, just go someplace and sit yourself down and you just watch. They don't even look like humans anymore. No. They got pins in their eyes. They got pins in their nose. Their hair is green. It's cut down the middle. What the hell? Pardon me. What is going on? It's crazy. The salt has lost. His yes. and we've become good for nothing except to be ca- Christian values being cast out and trodden under the sort of man. Well, try to get in, try to get into your local school and preach Christian values to your kids. Oh, it's no, the I one thing that. they will not let it in there. Oh, yeah. you can go in there and dress. You can be a tranny. You, I could go in there and uh, I could stuff my bra and go in there and put on a wig and they'd let me talk to the kids. If I want to go <laughs> and talk to them about Jesus. No, 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 no Jesus in here. And if there is a Jesus in there, it's the hippie Jesus. You know him, right? The one yeah, there's loves two everybody. different Jesuses going yeah, on. That's you know? right. That's right. And, and the Bible did say the apostasy was going to happen in the last days. So perhaps that's what is happening right now. You know? well, it, says, it says in 2 Thessalonians that because we rejected the truth, the yeah. Lord, the Lord would send a strong delusion. So what we're seeing right now uh, Seema is is the judgment of God yeah. because we've rejected the truth. God's saying, "Okay, go ahead, for it, go for it." I ask people this: Bruce Jenner, I'll never call him Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I don't care if he, I don't care if Bruce Jenner believes he's Caitlyn. Can I ask you a question? Why do you? Well, why, why, why do we think he's Caitlyn? XX, XY, pretty clear. He can cut it off. He can puff it up. He can paint it up. But at the He's end of the day, change. Yeah. he will always be Bruce the male gen. And, and look what happened. He lived in an environment with all those females who were oh my goodness. made up, you know, made up to look like trannies anyway. Yep. So it's yep. like. An aging man decided, you know what? I'll probably make more money now with the cultural change. Got his new TV show. He got on covers. You know, and before that, he was almost invisible and fading. And now he's turned into, you know, whatever the version of himself as a woman. But he's still old Bruce Jenner. But, you know, that's what the cultural is doing to all of us. Well, it's what I said, though. It's, it's what I said. He can believe he's a woman all he wants to. Why do I have to believe it? Yeah. Why well, am I no, forced to do it? The laws are changing. They're making us just like what no, happened to you, you know, as a coach to with yep. football. It's happening at a scale with all of us at every level. That if yeah, you but, but SEMA, come on, man. SEMA, the churches advertise as they're affirming and welcoming. <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? Affirming and welcoming. You mean to tell me some dude's going to come in there and act like he's a woman and you're going to affirm it? That's, no. what we're, that's the gospel? That's the gospel? Are you kidding me? It's pushing us out of church. That's the right. true believers we're, is pushing us out. Right. We're called to die to ourselves. Aren't yes. We? Yeah. So they've, those evil men have crept in unawares and they've changed the gospel. Now, folks, listen. Some of you never heard anything like this in your life coming out of my mouth. I would just encourage you to just check out CoachDaveLive.com. Uh, it's all free. 
And you will be amazed at the women who are lining up in support of what I'm saying here. Women who want strong, godly men. And when you get on our, when you come on our show, I tell it like it is, just maybe, like I'm doing right now. Maybe you should hold a gathering for all of us to come together. We do that. We, we do. We do that, Seema. We do that. Yeah. We get, them together. we get them we get them we get them together all the time in fact we're going to go we're having a gathering at gettysburg and in two weeks we're having a big gathering there i got another one that's going on in kentucky in a week i that's what i do at coach dave live i'm raising up a team god's team we're going well, to push I'll, back i would love to come because you said in your other podcast that movie actors and football players have the highest testosterone that was well, not a that, that wasn't a statistic for me. That was a statistic of a psychological study that they did. Yeah. And they found out that the highest testosterone level is in is in men who are athletes. Yeah. Actors. And what's the lowest? You know what the lowest is? What? Pastors. Pastors? I, I, I'm not making it up. Wow. That was that was the study. That's why right? I wasn't met. I guess that told my instinct that I was never going to find anybody at church. So, that's that's, yeah. so well, I was waiting for your uh, gatherings to come and meet a listen. There, I, I know a lot of good godly men. I know a lot of them, a lot of them. But sad part is, Seema, most women have already got a hold of them. They found oh, themselves yeah. a good, strong, godly man. They recognized what they had. And they hung on to him. I, I feel so bad for somebody like you or my daughters. Thank God both of our, da- our daughters married strong, unashamed, godly men. There's such a dearth of them, right? <laughs> and I, and as, as a result, you got to go out there and try to find that you want a good, strong husband, that two of you can become one and you can raise a strong family. And everywhere you look, they got purple hair, puffed up hair, skinny jeans. No testosterone. No, I know that's that's what I can't stand. That's why, I, like, I hid out and became a hermit. But churches, churches know. are full of them. churches are full. Churches are producing them. I know. Well, oh, I'm gonna uh, definitely post all your links to the podcast so they can find you. I only have a few minutes left, but I would love to have you back on again uh, to talk I'd more love about it. You're, you know, what you said totally resonated with me, and I think a lot of viewers. I'm going to feel the exact same way that you're like eye-opening event, you know, like, wow. Early in, early in my coaching career, I coached girls basketball. I coached, I've always coached football, but uh, I had a stint of about three years where I coached girls basketball and we were good because I had good players. But you know, I told them first day of practice, I said, uh, girls, I may not be for you because I'm going to teach you how to be an athlete. I'm not going to teach you how to be a woman athlete i'm gonna <laughs> teach you how to be an athlete and some of you may not like it <laughs> and they cried their way through a few practices but at the end of the day you know what those girls are all tough mommies now Aww. they're tough now right and yeah. we do just the opposite with our boys what do we tell our boys oh don't push your cousin don't knock down any keep your hands <laughs> off it. don't be rough david right oh my goodness no, I'm not well, saying that they, I'm not saying boys should be pushing on girls. I teach my six-year-old grandson who I went and watched today. I said, David, men protect women. Yes. And he knows that. Well, Jesus was women. the ultimate masculine man. Who yes, he was. Had all the power, but he chose not to do it, but did it, you know, through 
his own ability to yep. sacrifice for all of us. So that I can, he protected all of us. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what got him killed? You know what got him killed? Yeah. Because he's speaking the truth for, to power. He spoke yeah. the truth to power, didn't he? Yes. Well, thank you for all of that. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to being in his kingdom. Perhaps. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is going to kick me out very shortly, but I would love to speak to you again and hopefully we can continue this uh, talk. Love to do it. Keep the all faith. Right. Keep keep hope alive. Well, I'm going to come to your, your uh, next gathering and find my husband there. All right, dear. Thank keep you. hope alive. Jesse Jackson <laughs> said, keep hope alive. That's Have a I great say. day. Yes, Bye. Dear.